0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another week of the Lifelong Podcast. This week, I'm bringing on Jenna Johnson, who also graduated from AFPA. Jenna is a holistic nutritionist helping people heal from chronic stomach issues without using medication. I love that she is taking a food as medicine approach. I follow the same type of mindset with my clients. And Jenna is just one of those people who I love talking to because I'm always learning so much when she and I meet up and start chatting. Jenna is also passionate about low toxic living, which is really important to me and obviously kind of the center of the lifelong podcast. So we talk about toxins, and we're going to be talking about cancer and some of her inspiration in launching both of her brands, The Scrounge and The Healthy Giver. There's so much ground we cover in this episode, and I know you're all going to love it. So with that, let's get started and welcome Jenna Johnson. Hey, Jenna, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Well, let's get right into it. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'm Jenna Johnson. I'm a certified holistic nutritionist, and I haven't always been that. So I'll take you through my journey a little bit. Um I started off my career, I guess, you from starting there. I Worked in advertising for about nine years, Um, but I really had a passion for food and nutrition basically since really college, I would say. I started really taking more of an interest in my body and how to take care of myself. I was a dancer all my life and I danced in college and I danced five days a week in college. So I really needed to take care of myself and college isn't always the place where we do that the most. So I kind of had a unique experience in that way. And that's when I really started to just have a passion and want to learn more about how food was expect- food specifically was affecting my body. So I really took a strong interest in food and nutrition at that point. And I even thought about minoring in nutrition when I was in college, um, looked at that for a hot second, but then decided not to do that. I mean, I majored in mass communications. Uh, again, went into advertising after school and always kind of had this, again, side passion for health and nutrition. So, come, I don't know how many years, four or five years into working in that career. Actually, fun fact I started off working in pharmaceutical advertising. So, the exact opposite of what I do now. And loved the community of people that I worked with. And it was actually a really fun job to start off with. But it's ironic to think back on that now. And I, yeah, four or five years after being in that industry, I actually was laid off from one of my agencies. And that's when I decided that I really did a ton of research into how can I make the pivot in my career to something in health and wellness. So I did a lot of research. I did some interviews. I talked to people. Ultimately, uh, I started a blog. And at the time, blogging wasn't that big of a thing. And social media wasn't even that big, especially Instagram. That was really new at the time. And I started my blog on Tumblr, if you, if you guys are even familiar with that. Um, I don't know if it still even exists. I think it does. But... Uh, And so I really started off just making uh, a food blog really with, I was in my time off during work. I was making all these recipes in my little apartment in the city in Chicago, and I wanted a place to write them down. So I started making, putting them on this blog. And then I just pressed the button that uploaded to Facebook and started putting them there too. And people really started showing interest in that. So that was really my kind of outlet to for that passion, but I ended up back in advertising. So um, I said that I would continue to work on that on the side. And it took a bit of a pause because then I got engaged. My life was really crazy. I was working crazy hours. And um, I then just promised myself I would come back to that. And backtracking a bit, the name of that was actually not The Scrounge, which is the name of my business now. Um, It was called The Right Way. So my maiden name is Right. And it was called The Right Way. So I started that. And um, really then fast forwarding several years back in advertising, I worked in advertising for about another five years. And um, then I... I, for a couple of years later, went back and revamped everything and said I was going to make this my side hustle. Called it the Scrounge, and I'll tell you that story in a minute. Another long—I'm very long-winded, as you can tell. Um, hopefully, this isn't too much of a background, but um, so I then knew I was doing the Scrounge on the side of my nine to five, more than nine to five, advertising's crazy hours, um, but. I was doing both and I knew eventually I wanted to make the scrounge my full-time job. And so and I I always had in the back of my head that I kind of wanted to work with private clients and help them with their health and nutrition, but I didn't really know what that looked like. So at the time the scrounge was really just a food blog and I also had an Instagram social media where I was talking about healthy things and posting my recipes and then Um, In 2020, I got laid off again from my job. And that was actually right before COVID. So ironic timing, but it was such a blessing in disguise because I wanted to make that jump, but I was terrified. I had a really good situation in my last job. I was very comfortable. I had I, uh, again, great situation. I had a great boss. I had a great company. I had great clients. I actually, I did enjoy what I did too. Um, it was no longer in pharmaceutical advertising. It was different, but, uh, I just was comfortable and I needed a little push to get, to make that, that jump. And so that was really what I needed. And then I decided to pursue where I met Heidi, where I met you. Um, A certification. And I did a program, an online certification to become a certified holistic nutritionist. And that really just changed my life. Um, That along with a lot of other things I did to pursue my passion, which was nutrition and helping other people feel their best. Um, and so that's really where I'm at now. I, I help women eliminate chronic stomach issues without medication. So I'm a, hol- a holistic nutritionist and I specifically focus on gut health, which we can get into more in a minute. But
0: I know that was very long winded, but gives you a background of myself. No, story. that was perfect. I am definitely a detail oriented person. So I appreciate every single detail you added. And it's always just so inspiring hearing people's story of kind of getting out of their traditional corporate ladder job to pursue something that is more soulful. So I'm really obviously happy that we met and that your path led you to where you are today. And the fact that you now have this business where you're helping people heal chronic Gut issues without Mm -hmm. medication is absolutely amazing because so many people in our world have gut issues and they go to the doctor and the doctor thinks it's just IBS or Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a food intolerance, maybe, or, you know, there's just these very trendy things that doctors are saying, and people are still not feeling well. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, Obviously, we're both in a similar similar line of work, but your focus is primarily on on gut health. And Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that because I know of so many people, you know, struggling, and they're not heard, and they're not understood. So I know you're very successful with what you do. So let's um, talk about your name, the scrounge, because I love this term. And since you introduced me to this method in the kitchen, I have been implementing it into my own daily life. So tell us a little bit more about scrounge, scrounging. Yes. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you
1: for your kind words. And I'm so glad you're implementing scrounging. So yeah, this really, this term started from, actually I think my husband came up with it, honestly. He and I have lived in the city for a long time. And when he and I would cook together... His form of cooking was hilarious to me because he would literally use whatever he had in the kitchen to come up with these crazy concoctions. And I'm like, that just does not sound good or look good. But then I'd try (laughs) it and it was actually really good. And he called it, he's like, I'm just gonna scrounge in my kitchen. And I'm like, love that. So then we just started calling it our scrounge sessions because we would do it together and we would cook and just use what we had. And yeah, we would come up with you know, such random things and they were really good. And so when I knew that I wanted to make my blog, take my blog to the next level and really make it a business, I was really fixated on the name because I'm like, the, you know, the right way, my name, that's not my name anymore. I don't want to have to always explain that to people. So I really spent so much time focusing on the name, which I would not recommend doing that. But you know what? It worked out for me because I connect so much to it, and I and I changed the name to the Scrounge, and it's all about not cooking shouldn't be intimidating in my opinion, and it's really should be fun, creative. I love it using it as a creative outlet, um, and it's taking the intimidation out of cooking, and so. We, you know, it was even in our wedding vows, scrounging, we said something like, I think my husband said in his vows, like our late night scrounge sessions, like something about that. It was in our vows. So it's funny that it made it in there. And I, yeah, but I just love the concept because I think for so long I was intimidated to cook and I think healthy, like for also for so long, I, when people would say to me, so you really like to cook or you're a really good cook because they knew had a food blog and I'm like I actually wouldn't consider myself a good cook but I just love getting creative in the kitchen and I love how what I create. So mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone would consider me a good cook but I consider myself, you know, I I'd love it. So I don't mm-hmm. care if you think I'm good or not and I love what I come up with and that's what grounding is all about and I just love that and that's what I teach my clients too is, you know, I think a lot of times when people think of working with a nutritionist Um, they think that they're just going to get a meal plan and that it's going to be really stressful because they've got to learn how to make all these meals and go buy all this stuff. And there's some of that because, you know, what I do, I'm really working on healing my client's gut, but it's very, a different approach. And scrounding is a big component of that so that they feel empowered and confident in the kitchen and that it's not an intimidating place for them. I love that. That's where it came from. Yeah.
0: I I think cooking for me is a really good outlet and it's such a great way for me to just manage my stress. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people. There's I feel like there's two types of people. One is the type of person that gets stressed out by cooking because they don't have everything they need and they don't know what they're doing and Maybe they say they're too busy to cook. That's like one type of person. Then there's other people that cooking or getting creative in the kitchen, scrounging, is Mm anti-stressful. It's like the solution to stress. For me, I find that I get in such a state of flow when I'm creating in the kitchen. And maybe you have experienced this too just by healing yourself back in the day did you find there was more opportunity for creativity when you had to kind of try to bring in different foods or change up foods? Like for me, I couldn't eat dairy. Mm -hmm. So I had to get more creative to come up with kind of plant-based options or dairy-free options that weren't just going to the store and buying vegan Mozzarella. Yes, you know. Yes,
1: oh, one hundred percent. This actually reminds me of a big piece of the scrounge that I didn't describe. Was it basically exactly what you were saying? So I it started off as me living in my apartment with roommates. You know, a fairly small apartment in Chicago, living with roommates, and I would, I had this desire. I was always kind of looking at recipes and and, and figuring out what I wanted to make, but also trying to make those recipes healthier. So in my own way. So that was a big part of it too. Not only were I, was I take finding recipes that I wanted to make healthier, but also again, living in a small apartment, not having one, the, the money to want to go out and buy all these ingredients or two, these kitchen appliances that a lot of these recipes were calling for that I didn't have, or three, the space in my apartment to have all of this really is what led me to start this creativity, was making them healthier and also using what I had. So totally um, with what you were just saying, yeah, I absolutely used cooking as a way to help heal my body and and to stay healthier. And I really was passionate about cooking in the way that I wanted to cook and using the ingredients that I wanted to use to fuel my Mm -hmm. body with. And so it was all about experimenting with substitutions too. Like I would take a recipe that called for cream and butter or things that I really wasn't including in my diet or didn't want to include. And, you know, or flour, that was always a mm-hmm. good one. I would go to almond flour instead. Um And I still do that. If you go to my website, all my recipes have a section that says the scrounge, and it's basically all substitutions for how you, some ideas on how you can substitute some of the ingredients. So absolutely. Yeah. With what you were just saying, Love that's that. how
0: I kind of learned. Love that. So let's move on to kind of talking about toxins and the gut. Yeah. The show, the Lifelong Podcast, is centered around like low toxic living and longevity. Obviously, the work you're doing applies to both of those areas. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the relationship between these toxins in our world and their impact on our gut and our digestion? Yeah, such a good question. And I love it because
1: what I found working with private clients is that so many people have never thought about this connection or ever been asked about this. And that's why I love the holistic approach to nutrition that we take and, and, and this holistic health that. You and I, this approach that we take is this holistic view because I think that's why so many people end up with me because they've tried so many other things to heal their gut and nothing worked. And in my opinion, a lot of that is because no one's ever approached it in a holistic way. And I believe that you really have to take a look at someone's full life and lifestyle in order to fully heal because there's so many things in our life in our lifestyle that contribute to chronic illness. And so absolutely toxins is a huge one. And that was something, it's so interesting too, when I think back on my journey and, and just my life, I showed interest in that. I feel like at a young age, I don't know, really, my mom dabbled in cleaner products. So I kind of got into it from her Think just people in my life, or things I've listened to, or come across, have always kind of sparked that interest. And I think it just goes along with that, you know, uh, alternative health and holistic health um, that I was always into. So there's something that I've always kind of had interest in. So uh, with that, I, I personally started taking interest in changing my products over several years ago, and now. When I work with my clients on healing their gut, this is one of the things we talk about is what are what are the products you're using on a daily basis? You know, everything from your, not only your skincare and makeup, but your laundry detergent, candles in your home, your toothpaste, your deodorant, um, your water that's coming out of your, we were just talking about Heidi and I, water filters for your shower, um, literally everything that we're exposed to on a daily basis and not to stress you out, but it's unfortunate that we're just become in contact with so many toxins. And if we're not thinking about that at all, it takes a toll on our body. And especially our gut, our gut microbiome is made up of bacteria. And not only that, but our, also our gut, our immune system, 70% of our immune systems in our gut. And then our skin is our largest organ. So when we put something on our skin, like, you know, whether that be lotion or makeup or skincare products, it's absorbing into our bloodstream immediately that's going to affect our immune system, our immune systems and our gut. So our gut's going to be affected as well. Yep. So everything is connected. And I believe that the gut is so central and not only I believe, but it's science it's proven the gut is central to so much of our health. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this low toxic lifestyle needs to be talked about way more. And we're, we're lucky to live in a world now that We are starting to see more and more brands come in, you know, to this world and and bring us products that are cleaner. But it's so hard to know, I think, for a lot of people where or
0: where what those are, where
1: to find them or how do I know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it it connects so much to gut health.
0: I think another thing, too, that a toxin in particular that's playing a big role on chronic stomach issues, chronic issues systemically in the body is glyphosate. And for those of you that don't know, glyphosate is the top pesticide. If you've heard of the brand Monsanto, this is the pesticide they're spraying on farms all over the country. People even use this in the Roundup that they're spraying on their weeds in their backyard. Um, but the prevalence of this toxin is really extreme. And I've listened to Dr. Zach Bush. Have you heard of him? No, he's, I think I have. He's a really amazing researcher and doctor. I think he's like quadruple board certified, but he takes a very holistic approach and is and relates um, soil health to human health and so he's kind of all about the microbiome Mm. but also like the microbiome of the earth and how we need soil and we need you know to be in nature and all of that but he's doing a lot of interesting research about glyphosate and he has a product that i actually use every day called ion biome i'll tag it in the show notes but this stuff apparently helps with the toxins in our gut and it helps tighten the junctions Mm. um so i just wanted to note glyphosate because obviously there's tons of toxins and it's very important the ones we put on our skin that we're ingesting whatever that's all important but glyphosate needs to be talked about more too i think and the the way i manage my exposure is by you know purchasing organic as much as possible and really trying to limit my exposure to things that are conventionally grown so mm-hmm. do you have you explored anything with glyphosate or what well, do you feel about glyphosate no I actually
1: <laughs> am not super you know on top of that so that's why I love talking with you because you are so knowledgeable in this area. And I, yeah, I think there's just so much to continue to be learned. And I think it can be a bit overwhelming um, for someone who's never thought about this stuff. And that's where I work with my clients through it. And I know you do too, because it's nice to have someone guiding you because it can feel a lot um, yeah. because we are exposed to so much on a daily basis. So I think just taking little baby steps to slowly, you know, convert your yeah. lifestyle to be cleaner um, is really important. It so. is.
0: And I love the work you're doing with your other business, The Healthy Giver. This yeah. is a perfect segue. Tell everyone about The Healthy Giver.
1: Yeah. So I do have another business, which I'm so excited about. And um, it's called The Healthy Giver. And this really ties back in with what I studied to become a nutritionist, which was disease prevention. And I'm super passionate about disease prevention, which is all about, you know, creating a healthy lifestyle to help prevent chronic illness down the road and have a long and healthy life. Um, So this, the Healthy Giver, this business really stemmed from my mom recently went through her second battle with breast cancer. And I met my friend, Allison Ryan, whose mom was also going through breast cancer at the same time. We met through an online coaching program. Ironically, our worlds collided at the perfect timing. Our moms were going through the exact same thing, their second round of breast cancer. They would both had it 14 years prior, and they were both going through double mastectomies. And um, my mom was about to go through chemo. Her mom also went through chemo because they found melanoma when they went in to do the double mastectomy. So all that being said, while we, her and I connected over that, we bonded, we really leaned on each other during that time. It was so nice to have her. And what we found, we began talking because she's also a holistic nutritionist and health coach. And we were talking about how our moms were getting all these gifts that were coming from you know, a place of love from their family and friends and But they were, you know, sugary foods like cookies and cakes and um, lotions and and bath bombs and, um, you know, self-care items that were filled with toxins. And, you know, to no one's fault, you know, people are sending these out of love, like I said, but we being hyper aware of that stuff because of the line of work we're in, we're like, oh, I wish there was somewhere we could send our friends and family members that want to send gifts to our moms. We wish there was a website they could go to that was like healthier gifts that were going to help our moms actually heal and not get worse. And So we couldn't really find what exactly we were looking for. So we decided to take upon ourselves and create what we couldn't find. So thus was born the healthy giver. And, you know, it started off as that in terms of, you know, we wanted it to be a place for gifts, healthy gifts, because that's where our story started, but it's since pivoted and we've really become a, we want to be a resource for people that are looking to make that change into a healthy lifestyle. So we're now doing quarterly boxes that will be a holistic approach to living a, a clean lifestyle, a low toxic, clean lifestyle. So you'll have Um, In the box, there'll be one product from every realm of life. So beauty, self-care, household, supplements, and food. So you really get a good sample of cleaner, non-toxic products in one box from every realm of life. And taking, we really want to bring that holistic approach to these boxes. Mm -hmm. So that is really what that business is all about and where that stemmed from. I've actually had a lot of people in my life experience cancer, chronic illness, um, but specifically cancer. And so that's always weighed really heavy on me. Literally everyone from my mom having breast cancer twice, my aunt, my cousin, both my in-laws have had cancer, my grandma. I know so many of you, My my husband's cousin also had cancer. so it's i've just been very touched by cancer unfortunately so um and some have survived some haven't and i knew that i wanted to somehow kind of devote my life to you know doing what I could to prevent that from happening for me, my family, literally anyone that would listen to me. And so that was a big reason why I went into holistic nutrition, but then also now pivoting into the healthy giver. That's a huge reason behind that. So it's a really great resource if you are you know, you know, you enjoy what we're talking about here and you're interested in in shifting to more of a low toxic lifestyle and as everyone should, in our opinion, (laughs) um, it's a great resource to help get you started and at least, um, dabble in that world. And and we really are passionate about the education behind it too. So, um, you can learn a lot just from some of the stuff we share about how to do that. And
0: you totally can, because I follow the healthy giver and I I'm resharing your posts on occasion to my stories oh, and you. every thing you guys share. Yes, you have like product focused posts, but you also have just infographics with yeah. stats or yeah. like a quote or just fact based things. And I, I love that because people who are new to this, they can go to your page and scroll through, scroll through and learn so much in five minutes. I feel like it's a great starting point. So definitely check out the healthy giver. And I love that you're doing this. Your inspiration for this really stemmed from seeing the gifts that your family members were getting when they were sick with cancer and thinking, okay, yeah, their intention was, was right. And it came from love, but how can we level this up? How Mm -hmm. can we make this better. So it actually improves their their life. And I think an area too, that would be really cool for your business. And I'm sure people are, are already buying for this purpose, but pregnant moms. Yes. That's been a huge topic of conversation between Allison
1: and I. Um, we, and because one of the, the infographics we've done was, why are you waiting until you're pregnant to change your products? Because I've always thought that of, I'm at an age now where a lot of my friends are having babies. And, um, but even before that, I just knew that, you know, I've always, I would always hear that like, Oh, I'm starting to change my products because I'm pregnant. And I'm like, well, why are we waiting? Like, we need to be doing that now just because we're right. growing a human, Right. You should, even when you're not, you should, cause that affects well, one, it affects you as a human being and you as an individual, but it also affects your, you know, fertile, your fertility and, yep. and your ability to have a baby. So the earlier and you make these changes, the better off you're going to be as a woman. Absolutely. Especially. So, uh, yeah. And I think there was one other thing you mentioned that I wanted to touch on and like, oh, one of the statistics from our post that we did that I just, it's a huge one. That's just mind blowing to me is that the United States only bans 1300 ingredients and the EU banned, I think it's 13,000 ingredients. Yep. So, um, it's a, there's a huge crazy. gap and it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. why is Europe banning all these and we're not
0: and they're healthier and, they're healthier and they're healthier.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's,
0: it's totally, it's, an, it's totally insane. So, yeah. Yeah. So awareness is important. Obviously, this can be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. We get it. We've been there. I still get overwhelmed sometimes, but I feel really empowered having the knowledge and knowing that small changes do add up. And starting with what you have and doing what you can right now, I promise you, it will impact your life in the best possible way. So, Mm One other thing I wanted to note about the pregnancy is obviously it's important to, well, we know this, I say obviously, (laughs) but you and I know that it's really important to pay attention, like you were saying, before you get pregnant, taking care of yourself, getting your body prepped, boosting your fertility, keeping your hormones happy. Staying away from carcinogens is always a good option. For anyone, even if you're not pregnant, it's just a smart decision. But when you are pregnant, there are so many studies coming out. Actually, Dr. Shauna Swan, she's a reproductive epidemiologist at Mount Sinai in New York. You you might have heard of her book, Countdown. It's about how male sperm counts are set to reach zero in 2045. No. So we're literally on this path of extinction which sounds crazy but she even goes on to say through her research humans classify as an endangered species because they check off like four of the boxes or something like that so this is really our wake-up call that we need to pay attention to the products and the toxins in our world because i didn't mention this but her study looks at at phthalates in particular and mm. phthalates are found in Everything from personal care products to air fresheners to a ton of different things they're plasticizing chemical anything you can do to avoid phthalates or is really going to boost your fertility and this is important for men, but this is very important for women who are pregnant, especially in their first trimester because This chemical in particular, and other chemicals, but in her study, it impacted fetal development. Um, And they they did this by measuring the AGD, which is uh, the anal genital distance. I know that's totally Mm -hmm. gross to say out loud, but the anal genital distance decreased from these people that had higher phthalate exposures, and they had lower sperm counts. So the gist of it is stay away from phthalates, reduce your toxic exposure before you're pregnant, yeah. when you're pregnant, after if you're, you're not pregnant, pregnant like <laughs> it's going to help you Yes, and you should feel empowered. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. And that's really
1: to, to your point with what you were just talking about with the phal. how do you say it? Phthalates? Phallate? Phthalates. Yeah. Okay. Silent P in oh, the front. Silent P. Okay. Um, that's really also the purpose of the healthy giver is to really take the stress out of knowing what products to get because i think that's half the battle too and what i found with talking with people is one they've ever ne- never even thought about it their products or two they don't know they don't know the brands they don't know the products and unfortunately you can't go to target or CBS or wherever your local store that you go to and trust that what you're grabbing off the shelf is actually clean even whole foods some of mm-hmm. the things i would
0: say are not well with greenwashing you, you see a bottle yep. that has a leaf on it and it's like yep. green marketing Yep. and you read the ingredients and it's got all the exactly. same crap in it. It's marketing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I love that you careful. have those resources. Mm-hmm. I also create guides. Um, yes. I love your guides. I, they're awesome. Post those on Instagram and on my blog. But and I love that it's... Sorry to
1: interrupt, but I oh, love that because I've learned a lot and I save a lot of yours, your posts because I love that you do just things that we don't think about. Again, like mattresses, like you had one on mattress. I, I remember I saved that because I really want to update my mattress to a cleaner mattress. Um, there's been a couple other or just like food storage, too. I know you did that. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I love that you're doing... I mean, just you're running the gamut of things, but there's just been ones that I've never even thought about. And I actually think about these things. So um, it's really, and and mattresses, like number one, because we sleep on it every day and I've never had a clean mattress and I really want to. So I will be making that change as soon as possible. But yeah, that's something we use daily. And that's why I talk about with my clients too, is like toothpaste. We use yep. it daily multiple times yep. a day. Um, people have
0: never thought about that or just,
1: you know, know anything about mm-hmm. it. So anyways.
0: yeah, I like to prioritize the bedroom when, when people say, Oh, where should I Begin. I, I don't have, you know, all the money in the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Start in the bedroom, start with the room you work in, start with the place you're spending a lot of time and just start upgrading. Yeah. As your mattress starts to wear out, it's time for a new one. Yeah. Get, get an organic one and stuff. Right. Um, well, this was great chatting about toxins. Um, so let's go back to the cancer thing because that's been a big inspiration for the work that you're doing now. If you could offer three cancer prevention tips, what would those be? Mm, I love that question. It's really good. Because
1: I do, I love it because I don't think that people think of cancer in a preventative way. They think it's genetic. And then when it happens, not when it happens, hopefully it doesn't happen, but when it does happen to people that experience it, you know you have to take extreme measures um so or at least that's you know kind of what we're taught so i love that you're asking this in a preventative way and, and that's really how i go about health in general is it's all about prevention so i would say three things would be get outside get your vitamin d get outside be in nature uh, in the holistic health space, we talk. We use the word grounding a lot. So anything you can do to ground yourself, some examples of that would be put your feet, be in your bare feet and touch the grass, touch the sand, even the cement, wherever you are located, you have your bare feet touch the ground. Mm-hmm. Another way to ground is I actually talk with my clients about this, but it's something simple that everyone can do if you're eating plants. When you're washing the plants or cooking with the plants, you're touching them. So you're connecting with the earth. So be be mindful in those moments, connect with those things. So I love connecting that. with the I earth is really, I guess that's more of the overarching connecting with the earth. And that's different ways, getting in nature, putting, being your bare feet, um, connecting with plants. Um just being in nature as much as possible be with animals how, whatever that looks like for you there's a lot of ways and it's free everyone can be in nature which i love and so another thing i would say is you know a healthy diet and that looks different for everyone but i personally majority plant based plant focused that doesn't mean that i don't eat animal products i do but from you know what i've studied what i've experimented with myself We're from a preventative standpoint, plants are going to get us there, going to get us the most benefits. They've got nutrients, phytonutrients, micronutrients, antioxidants. They're healing foods, they're actually doing something for you. Whereas processed foods, packaged foods, basically, foods that aren't plants are not really doing anything for you. Mm-hmm. They're
0: doing more harm than good. Even conventional meat. Me- yep. Yep. Totally. You know, there's ethical and better ways to eat meat. But if you're oh, eating percent. meat from a factory farm, you're, yeah. It's 100%. low vibe. I so high five. vibe
1: on about animal products but i don't think animal products are bad but to your point exactly high quality animal products um so your diet plays a huge role and then thirdly i would say movement and i call it movement specifically i don't call it exercise i don't call it working out because movement is so different i think when you most people hear the words exercise or working out you think a workout class or a video and negative connotation. Whereas in my opinion, movement can be, should be a part of your lifestyle. If we think back to our grandparents, our great grandparents, they weren't going to these high intensity workout classes. Movement was a part of their life. They walked everywhere. They were on the farm. They took care of their family. They you know, again, we're on their feet most of the day because they were taking care of their family. They are cooking, again, walking everywhere. It was, movement was a part of their life. And I think that's important for everyone to think about. Like movement can be walking outside, taking care of your kid, playing with your kids, walking
0: your dog, um, cleaning your house. Those I are was all. just going to say that. I just heard someone talking about how cleaning... The house. there was a study on people that do more housework and they're like happier and healthier Yes <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true and I, I think
1: that there is a time and place for you know structured movement sure um especially like right now I living in Chicago it, the weather's not great I still try to get outside every day but and move my body that way but I also do some structured movement so um, I just think move, moving our body is so important and we tend to live a very, I always butcher this word, but sedentary, 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 sedentary. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, lifestyle where we're sitting a lot. So those would be my three: is connecting with the earth, eating a healthy diet, and movement.
0: <laughs> those are great. I love those. most of thank all you.
1: of which are free, except for, you know, healthy guys, yeah, you gotta buy food. You know, but
0: holistic health doesn't have to be expensive. Exactly. I think it's a myth, and we're busting it right here. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you for those tips. I love all of those. So we're at kind of the end of our recording already, as crazy as that is. To close, I like to ask my guys, um, what is one book that changed your life and why? Okay. Wow. I I love to read. I don't it's funny. I was just talking about this with someone today, how I love
1: books, but I'm like notorious for like reading half and then starting another one because I get excited about when I hear a new, a I new book. I do the same thing. Um so and I love nonfiction. So I would say my book would I I think it would have to be How Not to Die, which Funnily enough, we've both read that book because it was part of our program that we did, and it just had so much information that no one had ever really told me before, I guess. And it—I know it's kind of a scary name, "How Not to Die," but it—it it was pivotal in what I do now. I feel like it just really, yeah, changed my life, and I—I I became even more passionate about wanting to share information with other people, and—and. And, get the word out there about how you can use your lifestyle really to change your life and not, mm-hmm. and not die and, and live a long time and, and be, thrive. And, thrive. Yeah. and I think that's the thing with longevity. And as we get older, it's like people dread aging, but if you can age gracefully and still feel really good and, and live a long, healthy life, like, You should look forward to aging. I Dr. Mike Hyman, I listened to his podcast recently. And it was the title I think was How to Live to 120. And one of the first things he said on the podcast was like, I don't want to live to 120 if I'm like not feeling good. But if I'm healthy, yeah, I want to live to 120. And that's exactly how I feel. And I, you know, the hope is that creating a healthy lifestyle now is gonna allow you to to continue to live that way and for many, many years to come. And so that's kind of the the root of that book too. It goes through all the different chronic illnesses and how those, how lifestyle plays a huge role in those and what we can do to help prevent those things. So,
0: yeah, it's a great, it's a great book. And he also has that website, nutritionfacts.org. Yes. Yes. Which yeah. is a great another resource. great resource, um, especially when you're seeking an alternative for some type of ailment or disease you have going on, you can search on his website and a video will pop up with some nutrition facts, nutrition tips to helping with those symptoms and ailments. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that you're kind of ending on this longevity theme. So we're kind of going full circle with this whole episode. The theme of lifelong is longevity and low-tox living. And
1: that was a great
0: recommendation. Thank you so much for being here, Jenna. It was so fun. Thank you
1: for having me. This was awesome.